Welcome to the Tour Junkies PGA Tour Betting and DFS Podcast. This is the Rocket Mortgage Classic 2019 from a brand new golf course, Detroit Golf Club. We're going to break down the golf club, talk about some inside info that we heard on the golf course this week, give you our favorite picks, a few guys we think you should avoid. We're going to have some good banter. We're going to talk a little DFS golf theory both during the podcast and at the end for the chunk and run. So if you're you're kind of a newbie or in a intermediate player for daily fantasy golf, you're going to want to check that out. We're going to give you some of our favorite outright bets as well. And at the chunk and run towards the end, we're going to talk about if there were a Tour Junkies movie, who would play us and uh, ourselves and who would play the co-host? It's quite interesting what we came up with. So you're going to want to check that out as well. DB here. I'm back. I'm excited. This is a great episode presented by our friends at FantasyNational.com. If you have not already joined FantasyNational.com and you are playing DFS or you are betting, you are losing because it is the greatest stat engine on the internet, bar none. It's even better than the PGA Tour website. And if you join FantasyNational.com slash TJ, if you go to that website, FantasyNational.com slash TJ, it automatically gets you 20% off any subscription, whether it's weekly, monthly, or annual subscription cost. Hey, listen, just try it for a week. If you try it for a week and you hate it, DM us and let us know, and we'll refund your subscription cost. You won't regret it. Enjoy the podcast, and may your screens be green. What's going on, golf addicts? I am back. Your fearless leader is back. I am back from vacation. I am back from time with uh, La Familia, and uh, I'm proud to be here. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited about tonight's show, even though the golf tournament is, you know, it's new, it's fresh. Um, the field is not fantastic, but I'm excited about it, Pat. I got to say, uh, the Travelers was, was good to me. It was good to me. Um, I had some green screens. I was listening to you at Gino. I had some Chez Reeve on the deck. Had some Vaughn Taylor who finished like third or fourth. So I had a small return. It's pretty good. We had some listeners out there with some green screens. I got to say, man, great job filling in last week. I mean, you did pretty good. You 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 did F up the only ad read that we had to do. Yeah, screwed that one up That one kind of snuck up on me. Kind of snuck up on me. I was like, I better do an ad read and yeah, yeah screwed that one up, but. But it was it was great. You and Gino obviously have a ton of chemistry. We've known Gino for a minute. He's just a fantastic dude. Um, so you know, I, I was excited. I, I really enjoyed the the show. So how, how did it feel for you? Was it good? Yeah, it was fun. You know, um, Gino's just so easy to talk to. I mean, it's just he's just a good dude. He's funny. He's got lots of stories. Didn't give us a whole lot on the course, and uh, he didn't really go out there too much when it came to picks. Um, but mm-hmm. you know he was uh, very non-committal. Yeah, very non-committal. Um, but that's all right. Hopefully, he's more uh, committing uh, on the course to a, to an like to a club. Do you think that like he like maybe with Joel, he's like I don't know. I don't really want to commit to this one, Joel. I think we. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I think he was just nervous. I think he was just nervous. Um, but yeah, he he was not very he was not very committed to picking golfers last week. I think you could have named you could have named you know. Freaking, who? I don't know. Zach Suker, and he he'd have been like, yeah, yeah, that's a great play. Yeah, it would have turned out too. I should have just thrown but that name was, out there. 
Yeah, it was funny though. I tell you what, if, if people didn't stick around for the chunk and run, I had no idea. We we've, we've been hanging with with Gino for a year now, but I had no idea he was a former college mascot, like suited up at basketball games. Pretty awesome. And got fired from that job. Which and I got was... fired. Also, a pretty cool story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great stuff, man. Shez winning the Travelers first time he'd won in nearly eleven years. I'm a fan of Shez. I, I just am. Anytime a very unfit, dumpy kind of portly fellow can win a golf tournament. I mean, I know it's got to make people like you proud, but it Very also makes people of like me proud. Very much I'm just fan. a fan of that. And Chez seems like such a great dude. Um, I was glad to see him do it. Ball striker, he's been playing really, really, really well. We'll get to him in a little bit because his price is, is up there. Yeah. You know? um, he throws darts, though. He just, he, you know, you, he look throws at, darts. you look at his, he's always up there like top five, top ten in proximity. On tour, the guys. Oh, you love that. I love that proximity stat, so that's the reason I know that. But just uh, and we should we should have seen it coming, or we did see it coming at the U.S. Open. He was uh, he was playing well. You look very golfer boy tonight, Pat. You've got your your black Masters polo. You've got your big Golby visor. Your tour visor that you clamored for. How many of those we still got in the shop? We got a lot of those. Actually, we don't have as many green ones as we do. We got a few white ones. We do yeah, have we some green ones, white ones, but we got a lot of yeah. white ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, feeling kind. Of, you know, what's, now, you, what's the what's the podcast you use tonight? Uh, little little Tito's and um, some uh, some soda with okay. a with a little. Actually, it's like it's kind of like a, a ginger soda with a little splash of grape juice. So it's kind of like a transfusion. G- hold on, ginger soda. Well, splash of grape, grape grape soda. So it's it's like a transfusion, but without the grape juice. It's grape soda. Less sugar, maybe. Less sugar. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. All right. Um, you know, we call Chez. We we like we like to call Chez the Chesticle, and that's that's a great name for um, for Chez, and I think goes fittingly with one of our favorite new sponsors, which has been Nutsack. And if you guys haven't heard us talk about Nutsack, you are you're missing out. Uh, it's a it's a perfect bag for a man. It's a man bag, you know, not a man purse. Uh, it's kind of a satchel. There's there's duffels. There's uh, laptop kind of bags. If you if you need to haul your laptop around, like Pat has to protect his. We got him a Nutsack just to protect his valuables in the computer, so that we could do this all this technology that we're doing right now. Nutsack.com is is where we go to get it. They're the perfect bag for you. They're American-made, high-quality leather. Um, everything's made in the U.S. American waxed canvas, whatever that means. Uh, Water-resistant. They give you a lifetime guarantee. They're rugged. You can beat the crap out of your Nutsack bag, um, and it's just an amazing. Don't do it if you thing. have your computer in there. Yeah, don't do. Yeah. I mean, it will protect it, but not that much. Keep you your keep your Nutsack close to you. Keep it tight. Yeah, you yeah. Don't want it and right now, you don't want it swinging all around. Yeah, if it's banging up against stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not you don't something want that. you want to do with your nutsack. And right now, they're offering our listeners $5 off. That's just, you know, they're basically saying, hey, go have a beer on us. Go go have a go have a, a domestic on us. You know what I mean? Um, you get $5 off your first purchase when you go to nutsack.com. That is N-U-T-S-A-C. N-U-T-S-A-C. And uh, don't add the K, okay? And add promo code Tour Junkies. That is promo code Tour Junkies 
uh, when you order to get that discount and give them a shot. They're they're good folks. They they are good guys. We've had some good conversations with those guys. Clever clever guys. And they called it nutsack because people said they were nuts when they were going to make these new bags. Mm-hmm. So for all you other folks, just get your mind out of the gutters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, another hot topic last week, Pat, was the the young guys on tour. Mm-hmm. You had your Victor Hovland, your Matt Wolf, your Colin Morikawa, your Justin Su. You had these these four boys coming out. Now, now Morikawa had played in a PJ Tour event. Wolf had, had uh, not. He was making his first as a pro. Uh, actually, a lot of them had played PJ Tour events, but as a pro. Now, you and, you and Gino talked a little bit about it. You put out a, a hot tweet on Wednesday, I believe it was. Got a lot of attention. Yeah, I had a hot take. Um, I had a hot take. So, give me your thoughts on the young boys before we go ahead and get into this course breakdown. Well, look, I mean, here's the thing. I, I will... You know, I put out a tweet, and I basically said, look, kind of pump the brakes a little bit on playing these guys in their first tournament as a pro. Now, my thoughts are this. You know, these are – look, these guys could all be studs, and I think I think they will for the most part. Um, you know, some of it we'll see. But that's not really what I meant by what I was saying. It's that when you get into your first pro event, not, not like Victor Hovland playing the Masters, okay, you don't really have a ton of pressure on you there. I mean, you, you don't have to make any money. Whatever you do is on the upside. You really don't even have to make the cut. Nobody's sitting there thinking Victor Hobbin's going to make the cut or perform well or whatever. I mean, he, does. I mean he, he puts his own high expectations on himself. But there's not anything else. There's no outside pressures. But these guys, none of them have their card. Okay, let's, let's make sure we get that straight. These guys don't just automatically have their card coming out of college. So they've got to make some money. The pressure's on them. And, and they obviously want their card. They're probably going to end up in Q school or, or whatever at the end of the year. Who knows, unless they have some fantastic finishes. And I just don't want to play them, especially where I was seeing some of the ownership. I think Victor Hovland was at 15% owned last week. I just, to me, I, I would fade that. Um, I want to see a little more out of these guys. I do like Victor Hovland. I think he's probably going to be the best out of the four. Um, if you see his strokes gained off the tee stats right now, they're ridiculous. He's leading... Yeah, every event he he led during the U.S. Open. I think he led last week, uh, but he still finished in you know what T54 somewhere around there. So not what you want out of a guy 15% owned at his price tag. So I'm just gonna fade him for right now if I'm seeing them that highly owned. You know anywhere from 10 to 15%. Now you get a guy like Morikawa last week. I thought he was the better play. If I was gonna play any of them, it would have been him. He was lower owned. Um, he already play, played at least one pro event where he had to make some money. So I think that that put me on to Morikawa a little bit more. But I just, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a wait-and-see approach with these, with these guys. I'm not going to jump on them right away, unless I'm seeing some really low ownership. Yeah, actually, so we just had someone chime in on YouTube. By the way, we are now broadcasting back live on YouTube, and you can watch this whole thing go down if that interests you at all. Um, and love the interaction here. Josh Hazelwood just said, did you guys see Victor's uh, Hideki-like pause on that one swing, mm. which I actually missed it until today. I saw it floating around today. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that on the PGA Tour where he like he, he didn't even pause. He kind of pumped. Did you see it? I did Are see you gonna, that. It, don't lie. Have you already tried that at home? Have you already gone out into the yard and seen if you uh, could reach back and get a little extra? I have not uh-huh. tried. Uh-huh. I have not uh-huh. tried. But you know, you know my golf game. I'm working on you know, the non Hideki, like not, you know. Yeah, but I, it really being, wasn't Hideki though. It was kind of a. It, it was, was an a extra pump. move. Yeah. I don't know. I, now you I will say this: it. I've tried drills where I just start at the top and swing, and hit it pretty good that way. 
Yeah. Maybe you have mean, to do that. You take a little bit swing, of... You can't screw up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I liked Morikawa. I tweeted a little screenshot of a text conversation between you and me and Gino from earlier in the week where I said Morikawa was the man. Uh, I, I really like the kid. I like where he's coming from. I like uh, his scoring ability. Uh, the guy f- finished 15th in the field in birdies last week with 17. Uh, also had an eagle. Now he finished T36 with rounds of 66, 67, 75, and 68. Finished at four under. He finished the best out of those four young guys that we talked about. I like Morikawa a lot, especially, um, you know, if he can land in some of these West Coast events. I, I like that a lot. Um, I think he's got the all-around game. Hovland's game was was really good off the tee. It was a little suspect from there on in. Uh, a lot remains to be seen with Matt Wolf, Justin Suh. Matt Wolf is obviously getting a lot of chatter because of the swing and the distance and GG and all that mess, but... I'm like you, man. I'm not buying it yet either. I think it's uh, I think it's a little soon to crown these boys. I mean, if you need a lesson, look at Cameron Champ. I mean, Cam, Cam Champ came out, and I don't really see this as much different, right? Like, Cam Champ finishes the Web.com season last year. I don't even think he won. I don't even think he finished number one on the money list, Web.com, last year. I believe uh, Sungjae did. Um, but he wasn't even number one. It's not like he just ran through. I mean, Cam Champ had a lesser season on the web.com last year than like Scotty Scheffler is having this year. It, yeah. it wasn't super dominant. He just came out to a fall event and was really hot for a couple weeks, came out to a weak field fall event and dominated, but he hit the ball a really, really long way. So everyone gets all excited. Like we'd all just pop to Viagra watching Cam Chant <laughs> swing the stick. And, 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 and I get it. Like I, you could probably check the tape and find that I'm kind of exci- I was excitable about Cam Champ too. Part of it is I saw him in person in Utah. I saw him hit a golf ball in person. It is ridiculous. But you know, yes, we can look at the top players in the world and think, oh, they're all bombers. But you have like the difference in how DJ and how Justin Thomas and how Brooks play through the bag versus a Matt Wolf is just crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't just have that one thing and it remains to be seen. So I, I just don't think you jump on these guys at certain price tags, at certain ownerships, at certain odds. Think back if this were the first event of the of the swing season and they had just graduated the web.com, would you be that excited? No, you wouldn't. But you're excited because, you know, one of them was the, was the you know, the best amateur in the world. One of them, you know, was the low am at the Masters. They both just, you know, a couple of them just got major TV time with the college uh, NCAA finals and they hit it a long way and they've got a weird swing and they're, you know, so you, there's all this like stuff that builds up, but don't get sucked in when the price is too, is too high. And I think for Wolf and Hovland, the price has been too high. Morikawa yeah. and Sue aren't getting any love. So if you're going to play any of them, play, play those guys. Yeah, and last week if you played Morikawa, it paid off. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And like I'm saying, I don't think you get too excited. I think that a lot of the excitement with Hovland certainly came around what he did at the Masters and what he did at the U.S. Open. And I get it. I'm just saying, you get out here on tour, it's a totally different mindset. There's way more pressure as far as what they have to do to get their card, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just, yeah, I'm with you totally on this. And um, now, that's not saying these guys won't be studs. I mean, I, I think... Yeah, I think Hovland especially, and maybe Wolf. I'm still not sold on Wolf yet. I know he dominated in college. This is obviously not college we're in. Are right you now. saying Wolf or Wolf? Wolf. 
Wolf. Okay, there you go. There, there's an L in there. Wolf. <laughs> Either way, I'm not sold on him, and it's not because of his Pat, swing. Sorry, Everybody's going to say it's because of his swing. Pat. What? <laughs> I know you can't see this, but you know, when, now that we're broadcasting live on YouTube, oh, there's you comments some... that roll in. Yeah. And you can't, you can't see the comments, but I can. Uh, your son, Harrison Perry, is now watching us live and just said hello. Uh, tell him to stop watching right now. <laughs> Harrison, you cannot watch this show, okay? It's for this a, is not... It's, this isn't a... Well, it's sometimes not family-friendly, okay? Love you, buddy. Get off get, the... Love you, buddy. Get off. Go play some Fortnite. Yeah, go play some Fortnite. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so... We're talking a little theory here, right? A little, little like, be careful not to get too excited over certain players. I, I want to go ahead and preface. We're going to talk a little theory for especially beginners, guys who maybe have just kind of started playing, uh, especially DFS golf. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the chunk and run. We've got a really good kind of game theory question uh, for the chunk and run at the end of the podcast tonight. So if you're interested in that, stick around. Pat, we've got a, a new golf tournament this week. We've got a new... Uh, golf course in the Detroit Golf Club, which is a, a really old classic style Donald Ross design. I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be a pretty cool track. But before we get into that, uh, we've we've talked about Fantasy Draft for a couple of years now. We've worked with Fantasy Draft uh, for at least two or three years, and they're always they're always good to us. Good guys. We do a, a weekly Roto Grinders video on YouTube about Fantasy Draft, and they are about to change the DFS game. And you people are going to need to know about it. And we're going to tease it tonight, but next week there'll be more detail. Uh, basically, they want to bring you an important message about Rake. All right? Are you tired of paying high fees to play Daily Fantasy, Pat? Yes! Did you know that over time, these fees called Rake, not Rakes, Rake can cost Daily Fantasy players over 30% of their bankroll? What? No! <laughs> yeah, as daily fantasy sites continue to raise the rake, prize pools are being squeezed more and more, making it harder for players like you especially to win. Did you know that? I can't win anyway, but anyway, go ahead. Keep yeah, more rake just means more money lining the pockets of the big sites and less money for you, the player. But change is coming change starting in is July. Coming. It's like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming, but you know what? Change Winter is, is coming. coming. Change is coming. FantasyDraft.com is changing the game. They are bringing you rake-free daily fantasy. That's not possible. Throw your rakes away. Throw them out. Forget it. All right? That's right. Soon you'll be able to play your favorite contest without paying any rake to the house. On Fantasy Draft, 100% of entry fees will be paid out to contest winners 100% of the time. Playing your favorite contest rake-free on Fantasy Draft will save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars in rake every single month instead of lining the pockets of everyone else. Every dollar will be paid to contest winners. Imagine what playing on Fantasy Draft is going to do for your bankroll. You can register at FantasyDraft.com today and be the first to know when the rake-free revolution begins. Use promo code TORJUNKIES. That's promo code TORJUNKIES. All right? When you go to FantasyDraft.com, sign up and get ready for the rake-free announcement that's coming next week. And i got to tell you something, people. This is not a temporary thing. This is not a promo. This is not a here today, gone tomorrow. This is legitimately, they're about to change the way that uh, rake goes down in on DFS sites. It's, it's very interesting. They have some golf offerings over there as well. Obviously, NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball, whatever. 
Um, so you want to check that out, fantasydraft.com slash tour junkies. Tour junkies. All right, Pat, you ready? Hang on, I'm texting my wife to tell my kids to stop watching the show. It's it's a new course. I'm excited, man. Have you done enough research to, to really dive into Detroit Golf Club for the people? Yeah, I have. Um, All right, enough give it to us. We need. So, yeah, yeah, you know, you did mention this is a – well, so we're at Detroit Golf Club. By the way, there are two courses here. There's the north and the south course. They're playing 17 holes from the north course, and one, Amen. Amen. one of the holes is from the south course. Um, but it is a par 72, just over 7,300 yards. Not particularly long by tour standards, but it's up there a little bit. Um, they did kind of back up a few tees to get this course ready for a tour event. It is a Donald Ross design, as you mentioned. I love Donald Ross courses. Just classic tree-lined fairways. Uh, the classic green, short courses where you got 130-yard par threes. Love those. Yeah, from, love those. From the members' tees. Yeah. yeah. Um, greens here at Poana. They do have some bent mixed in there. By the way, when are we going to get a course where it just has one particular green? Like, is it Poana or is it bent? Whatever. Like, it's got Poana mixed right. with some bent. Like, this drives me crazy when they, this is what, you know. Just so go found a Go ahead, go ahead. I found a really good YouTube video actually today about Detroit Golf Club. It was very interesting, and the head, su- the course superintendent said it is primarily POA and and maximum fifteen to twenty percent uh, is bent grass. So it is primarily POA. Yes, which is what I just said, right? Yeah, I'm just telling you the percentage, and I'm verifying your information. Okay, I appreciate you. Yeah, it yeah. is hot as daylight's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm on the is. golf course, by the way. Can you see it? Yeah, what course is that? I don't know. Make it up right now. I think it's the internet course. Okay. Looks good. Um, it's Junkie Junction. Junkie okay. Junction. All right. Anyway, is it a Golden Tee course? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. So, um, and I think these greens are going to run pretty quick. Um, they typically do on Donald Ross courses. you got a lot of contours on the greens, a lot of runoff. He likes to have his greens pretty raised and with some quick runoff. So, I think for that... I am going to be looking at some scrambling because, uh, you know, these, these greens, they're not necessarily tough to hit. Um, but if you do miss them, you're going to have to be a pretty good uh, scrambler to do well here. Um, you got four par fives. Three of them are going to be scorable, so I'm definitely going to be looking at par five scoring this week. Um, I, I do think this course is going to be played pretty easy. I think even though it's the first time for these guys, uh, I think they're going to get it pretty quickly. I think you're going to see a lot of scoring here, so I am going to look at um, opportunities gained, which is a big stat for us when it looks at opportunities to score. I mentioned scrambling. I'm going to look at strokes gained approach and off the tee, and of course form. We have zero history here with this being a new tournament and a new course, which I love. I think that's just I think that's great for DFS players actually that have a little bit of an edge. I think uh, this is a a week. Um, where you need to listen to the podcasts out there like us. You need to use your tools like Fantasy National. And I think you're going to get a huge edge over the, most of the, the players beca- because it's a new course. I like that. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, David, are you still there? Yes, I agree. I think it was a great course breakdown. Uh, you got 156 players in this field, only top 70 in ties making the cut. Um They've had a lot of rain here. I do know that. Rough is projected to be around three and a half inches starting today, and they're just going to let it grow. 
let it grow and let it grow and let it show. Um, so that should be interesting. I, I, yeah, I'm putting a little, I'm putting a little, uh, little emphasis on a fairway, which has been refreshing these last couple weeks. You know, last I week you had the I don't know I'm, Hamilton. I'm, I feel like these these, I feel like I've read enough that these fairways are, are pretty generous. Yeah, but I, it's not, a, it's not, it's still not super long. Like it's 7,300 yards stretched out. It's not going to play that every single day. A lot of that distance is not on the par fours, which I think is really where it can eat up some of the shorter hitters. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of think this is another wide open event, similar to last week, similar to Hamilton when we played the Canadian Open. Um, I like courses like this. I think it opens up everybody in the field. Um, another interesting thing is, is out of the top eight that finish here this week two of the top eight are going to get an open championship invitation if they've not already qualified so you've got some open championship uh you know points and quote marks to be earned here uh for these guys so there's there's some there's some stuff at stake and you know it's not a it's not a super deep field so i think it's a good opportunity for some of these boys to uh to take it low and get them a good uh get them a good week get them a good win you know what i mean but i'm with you i i like strokes gained approach opportunities gained I looked at fairways gained over uh, on Fantasy National. Um, what else? I looked at strokes gained putting on POA. Some more th- game theory stuff. I think we've said this before, but if I'm looking at putting stats, I like to look at the long term. Forget looking at 12 rounds, 24 rounds. Don't. I like to look at long term. So I looked at POA um, putting for the last 100 rounds to find the guys who are truly proven to be comfortable on POA surfaces. But all in all, this is a hit the fairway and then hit the right level of these very undulating, as Pat mentioned, Donald Ross greens that are also rolling, like Pat mentioned, very quick. These things are looking to be pretty quick. That same video that I mentioned, uh, the superintendent talked about running them at a 12 to 12 and a half um, and really getting them going. And a lot of them slope back to front. I just think you got to be dialed in with the irons here, man, for sure. I think that's the biggest the biggest thing. So it's another ball strikers course. Ho-hum. So Chez, we'll see every week. Chez is going back to back. Chez might go back to back. So, you know, with with a lot of people being in play here, we'll see what that does in terms of DFS to ownership. Um, but, of course, the ownership site, to give you all the information you need, is fansharesports.com. Um, we, we worked with them forever and actually looked at them a good bit last week and saw some Chez ownership. We've got somebody out on, on YouTube Geo asking if we had any Chez ownership, and uh, yes, we did. And it's because I saw them at like 11% on fansharesports.com in the projections last week. So, uh, Geo, by the way, won 25K last week. Congratulations to you, man. That's killer. Good stuff. Um, but fansharesports.com is they, they, they curate all the content, they listen to everything, they read all the articles, and they tell you who everybody's talking up for PGA Tour DFS. They do the same thing for the NFL when that rolls around. You can join right now, 20% off your membership, whether you choose weekly, monthly, or annually. You can join uh, and get that 20% off discount with promo code TOURJUNKIES anytime. Go to fansharesports.com, promo code TOURJUNKIES. They're the best. Really cool dudes over there. And uh, just try it. If you don't like it, like DM us. Uh, if you try it for a week or two and you don't like it, DM us, and we'll get you a refund. Like, it's just that good. It's just really, really good. If like if you try it for like a week or a month and you don't like it, we'll ref- we'll get you a refund. It's that good. If you want to play in GPPs on any fantasy site, DFS site, you have to have them. That's it. All right, buddy, ready to get into the uh, into the picks? Yes, I am ready to go. 
Um, I gotta be honest. In the 9K and above, picking three GPP plays, uh, I really only wanted to pick two. So I've thrown in a third just because I feel like I have to. But I, I don't like how not deep this field is. Um, therefore, I don't see myself having a lot of guys in this range. Um, so I'm going with Hideki, as you do. I would go with Hideki <laughs> yeah. up at the top. I don't need to go through all the stats that Hideki checks, but he checks all of them, um, and he's in incredible form. He has made 23 consecutive cuts on the PGA Tour. 23. Elite ball striker, elite iron player, $10,200. That's as high as I'm going. Not going any higher. I'm dang sure not paying twelve grand for DJ. Uh, uh, yeah, to pay twelve grand in a field this terrible for DJ is is crazy. I do think he's going to be low owned. He might be ten percent. You might be you might be texting us, DMing us on Wednesday night, going, "Boys, do I play DJ? Fanshare's got him projected at ten percent. What do I do?" Hey man, if you want to play DJ at ten percent, be my guest. But at twelve k, he better finish in a he better win or lose in a playoff at twelve k. If you ask me, um, so I'm going Hideki. I'm going Ryan Moore. I'm gonna pivot off a little Chez, although I don't I don't mind Chez, but I like Ryan Moore here. I like the accuracy off the tee. He's incredibly good uh, and accurate off the tee. Great iron player. Checks the box in all those top ten in every off the tee and iron play category here. Uh, when you look recently, just a a good player. Uh, not terrible on Poa. Not great, but not terrible. Uh, so at 9,500, I think Ryan Moore is my move. And then the last guy I picked is just because I had to have a third one. I'm going to go with Kisner. I actually ended up with a little bit of Kiz last week for the Travelers. He played well. His form has been spotty. I don't know what's going on, like if he just mentally checked out or whatever. But we know Kiz hits fairways, and I think that's a premium here. So if he can dial in the irons a little bit, I think that would be good. He's actually not a bad putter on POA. Uh, you know, we know Kiz prefers Bermuda. But he's such a good putter. He's still 19th in the field over the last 100 rounds in strokes gained POA. So relative to the field, he's not that bad. He prefers strokes Bermuda, gained POA. but he's not that bad. Strokes gained putting on POA. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, so uh. I, if I got to go with three here, I'm going Kiz. But my favorite two are Hideki and Ryan Moore. Uh, I think Ryan Moore is where you start a cash lineup. I definitely don't play Hideki in cash. I just don't go that high again. This is going to be a very balanced approach for me this week. I'm not going real heavy studs and duds and cash or GPPs. So Ryan Moore for cash uh, is my play, and I'll hold my fade and see if you mentioned him. Who you got? Wow. Okay. So um, yeah, this is this is this is interesting because well, my fade I'll go ahead and throw it out there. You've already mentioned him as DJ. I just I mean maybe that's kind of a cop out, but it's just an easy fade. That is to a me. total cop out fade if I've ever heard of one. Well, sorry. I mean you know he's just... hard hitting information here at the Tour Junkies, yep, folks. Yep. Hard well, hitting information. You know I had to zero in on a guy, and that's what I came up with. Um, it was pretty easy, if you can imagine. Uh, totally with you on Hideki, though. I mean, he is one of my GPP plays. I mean, the guy just checks everything. I mean, I I, I knew you were going to play him, and you and I typically don't talk about our plays leading up into every single show. Um, you can be very distracting with this whole YouTube thing. Like, just stop making hand motions and stuff like that. If, sorry. If, if sorry. you're not... Okay, anyway. Um, so totally with you on Hideki, um, and of course on, you are. Why wouldn't you be? And I'm on Kiz. You know, I mentioned Kiz last week in the show. I was big on Kiz. I just thought, um, even though he didn't have a great uh, U.S. Open, I feel like it was a good course for him. And I think this is another 
week where he can play well. I just feel like, too, when you get a new course, he's the type player that just a gritty type guy that's that's uh, that's going to do well on a, on a new course that they've never seen before. His caddy, Dwayne Bach, is obviously always prepared. So I, I like some kids this week at 9,100. I think that's a good play. Um, by the way, Hideki, I will say this. You mentioned driving accuracy. He's not very good there. That's the only thing that concerns me. He's ranked 76 in the field. Actually, none of those guys over 10K are very good in driving accuracy. But I, I don't know if it matters that much for them. And so I'm gonna To me, it doesn't matter with Hideki. I, I, I just... Yeah, I don't. I, I even think there's going to be a lot of lesson drivers here. I mean, well, it remains to be seen. It's a anybody who tells you they got it all figured out. I, I don't think they got it all figured out. First time seeing this golf course. I don't care what the scorecard says and the yardage book says. But I watched a flyover and some pretty detailed information on this course today. I I, I think some of the big hitters are going to be clubbing down a little bit. Yeah, I think you could be right. The other guy I will play though, and actually I am going to go a little bit above Hideki, and I feel like this is going to be your fade. Um, but I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler. I know we always get this 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 talk about you know if you're 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 part of the title sponsor and whatever else that you might fade the guy. But I, I just think that Ricky Fowler's got too good of a game right now. You look at all the stats off the tee; he's ranked in the top 20. Approach; he's top 20. Scrambling; top 25. Opportunities gained; top 20. The only stat where he really doesn't stand out is driving accuracy, where he's 53rd in the field. But I don't know; it's still better than any of the other guys here. And I, I don't know. I will say I w- I'm going to look at his ownership on FanShare come Wednesday because I wonder if a lot of the DJ folks that might come off of DJ are going go to go to Ricky. But I do like Ricky and GPP, so I will play him there. As far as cash is concerned, I actually like Kiz in cash. I think Kiz is a good cash play. He's at 9100 I like that I'm price. Okay with that. Um, allows you to fit in a lot of solid players here. So I like Kiz as, as a cash play this week as well. All right, so my fade is not Ricky. It's hard for me to fade Ricky, man. Like, I, I love that dude. I just do. I wish he'd win a major. I hope he wins mm-hmm. Royal Port Rush in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'd love to see I him just, win that I tournament. like the guy. Even his mullet hair and all that. Um, my fade is Brant Snedeker. I don't understand the Brant Snedeker Oh, love. gosh, I'm so with you on that. I want to go down from D. I'll tell. All right, I throw out DJ. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with, jump on on the fade snets because I don't get that at all. At I don't get it. I, I would rather play. I mean, of the people priced, obviously, I'd rather play anybody above him. I'd rather play Chez. I'd rather play Ryan Moore. I'd rather play Kisner. I. I I know I'd rather play at least one guy. I'm about to mention here in the 8K range. I I think it's overpriced. Um, he makes all of his strokes. On the putting surfaces, and he is really good on POA, but the the accuracy off the tee, the the fairway finding, and I'm looking recently is not good. And even, um, yeah, it's just I, I'm I don't I don't buy the Brant Snedeker price. I think that's an easy fade. He was so terrible at the U.S. Open too, and everybody he was. was. I mean, and he got really lucky. He chipped in a lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. Uh, 8K range. 8K and above, two GPP plays, uh, a cash lock, and a fade. This So there's one guy in here that as soon as I saw him, I was like, 100%, um, and that is Kevin Streelman. To me, like, Streelman, you kind of ride. When, when Streels is hot, you ride You ride Streelman. You, you ride him until he's done. And he is checking a lot of ball-striking boxes. Uh, just in the last 12 rounds, okay, just in the last 12 rounds, Sixth in strokes gained approach, ninth in greens and regulation, eighth in fairways gained, and seventh in DraftKings points scored. 
So he's not just like a short knocker who plods his way around the golf course and hits a fairway, hits a green, makes a two-putt, pars, hi, I'm Bill Haas, see you later. Like, <laughs> he's making, he's, he's scoring points. He's making you birdies. He's making, so in DFS, he's relevant. Uh, he's, he's, I just think this is a good, an interesting spot for him. If you buy into my feeling that this is a course where accuracy-type players like Shez last week can win, I think Streelman is one of those guys. He's also 45-1 to 1 on mybookie.ag, and that's a bet that I've already made for this week, uh, an outright bet. 45-1 to 1 for Streelman is where I'm going to start my betting card here for this week. That's as, that's as short as I'm getting. So I love Streelman here. I did have to make a decision in the lower part of this range to pick a second player. I'm going to go with a guy who I think is going to be a little overlooked because he doesn't really – um, maybe people agree with me here on the shorter player thing, but I, I, I'm going to go with Aaron Wise, who's a bomber, but he's very comfortable on POA. Uh, he, he played great at the U.S. Open last time we saw him. He's 16th in opportunities gained, 22nd in greens and regulation. He scores points. Um, so I, I'm going to go, I, I'm going to hope that Aaron Wise coming off the the, uh, the good play at the U.S. Open. Now he had a, he had a tough weekend, but he had a, he had a good week. And I, I think class of the field, Aaron Wise is kind of a value and may be overlooked. But I did have a tough decision between him and one other player that I'm wondering if you're going to mention. So I'll save I'll save that. Uh, I'll say my cash play is also Kevin Strillman. I think Strillman is a lock in cash. Start your cash lineups with Ryan Moore, Kevin Strillman. I think you're looking good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'll go ahead and get Strillman out of the way. I had him as my cash play and um, as, well, actually, actually no, I did not have him as a GPP play. I had him as a cash play, um, so yeah. I'm with you there. And, whatever. And, and, you and play whatever, him you can you play want. him. I just wanted to add another name in here, so that's why I put him right there. Um, but I'm going to start off at the top here with uh, Jacqueline Neiman at uh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. The guy Pat can't pronounce right. I love saying that. I just love. I saying hope his we name meet wrong. Jacqueline one day and you get to say his name. I'm going to. I'm going to say it so many different ways. I can't wait to interview him. Um, anyway, so yeah, I like him this week. I mean, the guy's just been very solid. He had a top five finish last week, and He's I was been on good a, lately. I wrote him up in the Fantasy Golf Sommelier he article did. last week that. as uh, sort of a, a, a he guy. was your uh, he was your pop the cork and let him breathe play of the week. That is correct. You want to tell players who reading, that is? Huh? You want to tell folks who that is? Yes, yes. So uh, if you're not familiar with a little website called TourJunkies.com. Everything we do is is in front of the paywall, people. There is no such thing as the paywall. We have torn down the paywall. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. We've done that, right? There is no paywall. Everything is free. And Pat writes when he when he feels like it an article <laughs> called the fantasy excuse me fantasy golf sommelier. We all know his love for wine, and so he talks about wines and he talks about golfers that he likes and doesn't like, values and and top shelf picks. Uh, and last week he, he does he does a pick every week called the this is a very good name I got to tell you guys you know Pat doesn't have a whole lot of creative I came up uh, with this one myself thoughts but he came up with this one himself and I was kind of impressed it's called the pop the cork and let it breathe pick of the week right and that is that is the guy who Pat doesn't really feel or doesn't mention in the podcast but by Wednesday when he's writing the article he's kind of come around on. And last week, it was, as he says it, Jaqueline Neiman, <laughs> um, which was, if you read it, was a good pick. Now, 
Uh, last week's article was pretty good. You missed Charlie Hoffman, but so did a lot of people. But other than that, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good week. You faded Phil. That was a good decision. That was your Boone's Farm play of the week. So listen, go to torchjunkies.com, read the articles. They're they're great articles. But the fantasy golf sommelier article is is laugh out loud funny. Says somebody at New York Times. Laugh out loud funny. Highly educational. Says Vineyard Magazine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, sneaky good picks. Says Golf Digest. So I think all you true. All true. I'm I'm fairly yeah, certain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I do like right. Neiman this week. Coming off that top five finish last week. Um, but then, I mean, you look at the stats, too. I mean, the guy just across the board, I mean, he's checking the box off the tee, strokes gained approach, opportunities gained. He's just – he's a solid player. And he, early in the year, I was big on this guy. And, and you know it. It was kind of like we talked about Cameron Champ versus Neiman. And I was I was bigger on Neiman as having a huge year. You were actually bigger on Cameron yeah. Champ, if you remember correctly. Um, but uh, Neiman kind of got out of the gates a little bit slow, but I think his game's coming around a little bit. So I, I like him at 8,900. Obviously, that price is inflated because this is a pretty crappy field. But um, I'm still okay with playing him at there at that price. Um, and then I'm going to drop all the way down to Kevin Tway at 8,100. He was another guy that I kind of came on to last week. Um, sort of later in the week. As a matter of fact, he was close to being the uh, pop the, the cork on him and let him breathe play of the week. He also finished T5 with Neiman and has been pretty solid. He's made four straight cuts, had a top 20 at the uh, at Colonial uh, just a few weeks ago before the U.S. Open. Um, obviously, he's he is a he is a bomber uh, for the most part, but he's um, you know and he's not very accurate off the tee, but. Checks the box on par five scoring, opportunities gained also, and uh, strokes gained approach, and scrambling as well. Um, so I like some I like some Kevin Tway at 8,100. I think he's, this is a tough tough kind of group for me because Victor Hovland's in here at 8,400. Not, not a big fan of playing him there. You got the old Sung J.M., just the Iron Man who's of your, the tour. My fade is fade Bubba, it's going to be Bubba this week. Just, I don't know. I can't. Bubba just isn't. Very good. I don't. Th- I don't yeah. think this place is great for Bubba. No. When you get tree, tree lines, line, yeah. Possibly heavy rough. Not as long. Nah. My fade's Victor Hovland. I mean, we talked about him in the intro, um, or kind of, kind of in the recap. Uh, I do like the stroke stand off the tee prowess that he shows, but at that price, I, I don't. You, I, I just don't think you play these guys at, in the seven in the eight K range, um, or the high sevens. Honestly, I, I think we still wait and see. People want to play Hovland. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not for it. Uh, it is a weaker field. I get it. It's a weaker field than last week, um, and he made the cut last week and he did okay. But I'm still not for it at that price tag. Uh, I don't, I don't think it makes sense at 8,400 on DraftKings. So sorry to the Victor Hovland folks. In fact, you may notice a theme with some of my fades uh, in their college. Lot, uh, the, the college they attended, you may notice that. All right, Pat, let's get to the 7K range. 7K range. We're going to give you three GPP plays, a cash play, and dos fades, which is Spanish for two. Pat, uh, why don't you start us off in the 7K? Who are your three tournament plays in DFS? And any of these guys you're willing to bet outright maybe as well. Well, you know what? I'm going, I just, I'm going back to the well here. Even though he's coming off of two missed cuts, I saw him show some flashes 
in his Friday round last week, and I know everybody was on him, and everybody's going to jump off of him, and that's Charlie Hoffman. It's 7,800. I'm going to play him this week. I don't care what he did to me last week. He 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 stabbed me in the heart, and he and he took that knife and he ripped it all the way, like just all through my insides. Screwed up some of my best lineups, but I'm going back to him this week. I just can't quit him. Uh, checks the box and off, off the tee, also in approach and in opportunities gained. And Charlie Hoffman just, I feel like, again, this is a good course for him. He showed me, at least on Friday, that he could freaking score. And I don't think his game is that far off. So I'm going to play Hoffman. I'm definitely going to get him at lower ownership, I know, for sure, this week. And then just below him, another guy who has been a little bit, uh, he hasn't really played you know, great lately, missing two two cuts after uh, a top ten, actually a sixth place finish at the at the PGA Championship at Bethpage. That is Luke List at seventy seven hundred. I'm liking some Luke. I'm liking some Luke this week. I think he's going to be loaned. Definitely, he always checks the box off the tee. We know that. Also in par five scoring, he's top ten in the field. I think Luke List could have a good week here on this course. So I do like him in tournaments. And I know I'm going to get him lower owned than he typically is too. A lot of people like to play him, but you know, coming off those two missed cuts, you'll notice the theme here. Not you know, if I'm not going to get to worry about course history this week, then I may just throw out some recent form too. Some, but anyway. So and then my cash play and GPP is going to be Nick Watney at 7,600. Another guy just checking all kinds of boxes. Um, he's he's 37th in the field in approach, 14th in opportunities gained. He's top 20 in the field in par five scoring. Checks the box and scrambling has been in really good recent form. You know, with make it out of his last four events, he's he's three of four as far as making the cuts. With nothing worse than uh, a T30, which was last week, but it had a T22 at Memorial and then a top ten before that at the Charles Schwab. I like Nick Watney at 7600 as well, and I think he'll be a good cash play. This is a tough this is a tough range, by the way. There, there's a lot of guys in here. It's so mixed. Like you're not gonna find a ton of guys that are going to be across the board. They're checking the box and stats and recent form. I think that's why you got to kind of go out there a little bit, take a little bit of risk in this range, which is why I'm going back to the well on a guy like Hoffman who just burned everybody last week and a guy like Luke List in this range who's missed two straight cuts. So I do think this is the gamble range. Uh, this this is the range where you've you got to take a little bit of a gamble and, and, and maybe just, just see what happens. Um, and uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I think I think I want to camp out on that theory too because I, it is a weak field, um, so you're you feel like you're maybe overpaying for a few guys, and this is both on the betting market or in DFS. But then you get guys down here who are PGA Tour winners, who are decent players, mixed in with other guys who kind of aren't. Um, it, it is an interesting range. You know, we base our prices off of DraftKings. It's easy. It's an easy flow. But even when you look at the Vegas odds, it's still an interesting range. Um, I actually wrote down a lot of the players that you mentioned. Uh, Charlie Hoffman is at sixty to one on my bookie. Nick Watney is at seventy to one, and Luke List is at seventy-five to one. Those are all names I had already written down as bets that I want to make outright. Um, because those are those are three guys who I mean Watney and Hoffman are PGA Tour winners. Luke List is yet to win, but he's knocked on the door. And in a weak field like this, even though the form isn't fantastic, you're right. We don't have history to go off of. You just kind of have, you know. I think it's interesting to play the names here in terms of DFS. 
I think you can really play anybody you want in this 7K range. I think there's there, there's not a clear cut. To me, there's not a clear cut value in this in this 7K range that there's going to be somebody who's uber uber chalk in tournaments. If you're playing tournaments yeah. on DFS, there is no one in here that is going to be super chalk that I that I think. I, I mean, I'm I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's not. You can check fan share, but I I would I would highly doubt there's anybody in here who's going to be over 15. percent I think if there's come. anyone, it's going to be Ben on, who by the way is one of my faves. Really? See, because I, Ben I, on, he's been up there. Everybody's been playing him a lot lately. You know, he's he's because he's <clears> he's definitely going to check boxes when it comes to stats and things like that. But um, but he doesn't. He actually doesn't. Because I, I looked it on. I mean, I, here's here's his stat line right now um, over the last twelve rounds. Okay, I went twelve rounds. A hundredth in opportunities gained, a hundred and second in strokes gained approach. Both of those stats reflect iron play. Not good in the last twelve rounds. Uh, in fairways gained, he's a hundredth. Not accurate. Okay, um, that's both in the short term and the long term. He sucks. In strokes gained putting, over the last one hundred rounds on POA, he's a hundred and forty seventh. He literally checks no boxes. If How is that? Very I don't, I'm, I'm gotta, I gotta, I gotta challenge you here because I, I, like when I look at last 24 rounds, he's literally when I when I rank all my players based off of stats, he is fifth. He's 24th off the tee, tenth in approach, second in a scrambling, 13th in opportunities gained, and 28th in par five scoring. Top 30 in all of those. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's a glitch. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, I know. I see. Last week, he uh, he he lost strokes with the irons. He gained. He lost a ton of strokes on the putting green, which is typical for him. Um, the week before, I mean, he finished seventeenth at the or sixteenth at the U.S. Open, but he scrambled his dick off. Yeah, he, that's the thing. He he made five. He, he gained five and a half strokes scrambling. So yeah, that's, missing greens and scrambling. Yeah, I just and think, he did the same thing at the at the Memorial the week before. Yeah, that's that's the re- when I'm looking at all of this. I mean, I think he's gonna he's gonna show up in the stats, but and I and I do yeah, think the, he's the gonna, ball striking isn't good though. Yeah, I, I I do think he'll be at least plus ten percent of it. Okay, I, I don't think he reaches fifteen though. So in other yeah. words, like for DFS for tournaments, I don't think you're getting anybody who's like uber chalk here. So play anybody you want. Like, don't sweat if you're playing tournaments. Don't sweat the ownership in the 7K. To, that's my guess right now on a Monday night. I don't think you sweat it. So if you want to play chalk above that, differentiate yourself here in the 7K range, I think you can do that. Um, but I, I actually, for the sake of being a little different, I, I like Hoffman and Watney here. I'll probably Those guys will probably end up in my player pool. I don't know that I'm going to play Luke List in DFS. Um, I'm not liking the history for sure, but he does play well on shorter courses, even though he hits it longer. Um, I, I, I may put a bet on him though. It's 75 to one. I think that's a, a good bet, maybe a good good number. Uh, but in terms of DFS for GPPs, I'm gonna go with two guys. Uh, let me let me let me cue it up here. Nope, that's not it. All right, I'm gonna go. You made me get off of. Uh, you made me go to Beyond the Man. All right, I'm gonna go Sorry. Sung Kang. I'm gonna go Sun Kang, mm-hmm. who I hate. He's an effing cheater. Okay, he's just a cheater. Um, go on but with the cheater. He he's making cuts. He his iron play is exceptional. He's fairly long off the tee when he needs to be. He may club down a little bit, 
but he makes a lot of birdies and eagles. He's eighth in this field in DraftKings points scored uh, over the last 12 rounds, but his putting splits are ridiculous. This boy, Sung Kang, I love him some POA, okay? Uh, you put Sung Kang on some POA, he's a happy boy. It's uh, it's a good thing. It's it's like a fat kid love cake, like 50 Cent said. <laughs> Sung Kang on POA is a good thing. So I, he likes him some POA, and, and I like him at 7,600. I like the upside. So I'll go Sung Kang, and then I'll also go, same price, a guy who I ended up having a good bit of last week. I know I wasn't on the podcast to talk him up, but I, I think I told you I had some of him. Vaughn Taylor, the Augusta boy. Vaughn Taylor's golfing his ball right now, man. His irons are on point. He's checking the box in irons. He's checking the box in fairways gained. Um, he's he's checking the box in DraftKings points scored over the last 12 rounds. I mean, coming off a, uh, a great finish here, uh, you know, a fourth-place finish at the Travelers where he gained six strokes on his approach play and four strokes putting. I mean, that's a lot of strokes putting. But six strokes on your approach play is pretty freaking good uh, with your with your iron. So I'm gonna ride Von Taylor while he's hot, and and I like that number or I like that value at uh, at, at seventy six hundred dollars. Um, is Von Taylor like the the least viewed player on tour who actually is just on tour every single year? And never loses his card. Like I don't feel like that guy gets you know, any. T- he's Von probably Taylor. got. He's probably got like maybe twenty minutes of total TV time in his entire career. <laughs> no, because when he won at Pebble, they had him all over the place. Sorry, I forgot about that. I mean, yeah. Vaughn is Vaughn is like if you were if you were picking Vaughn is like I'm trying to think like I'm trying to relate this to like actresses. If you, were, if you were making a list of like the hottest actresses, you know, mm-hmm. what where would where would Vaughn fall on the actress hot spectrum? Like, well, he'd be consistent. He'd he'd, he'd have consistent jobs, so he'd he'd be in a lot of movies. Um. Um. Okay, my power just went out. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, for some reason, am I in the dark right now? Hey, there I am. I don't see you. You paused on my screen. Okay. <laughs> Are you there? I'm here, but I, I'm on the phone. I don't know. I don't see the 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 the, t- the YouTube thing doesn't seem to be. Uh, Okay, well, let's keep rolling because my power is flickering on and off. So, that's that's great. We're having a major storm here right now. You are. Good. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Vaughn Taylor, where would you rank him in that, you know, in that that list? I don't know. I don't know how you would compare him. Like he's he's almost like a like if you were rank, and I know she's not like a sex symbol, but like it's like he's like a Tina Fey, you know, like. She gets some good movies every now and then, but she's not, you know, she's not all that, I mean, she's not some smoke show, right? She's just kind of consistent. She's kind of there. That's probably a terrible example, but that's kind of Vaughn Taylor. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just there. I once sold, I once sold furniture to Vaughn Taylor and his wife, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. We've all heard this like 10 times. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm going Sung Kang, Von Taylor, and I gotta go Charlie Hoffman. I agree with you. Get all you know. Everybody was on Charlie last week. Everybody. He he missed the cut. He sucked. He screwed the pooch. And I'm gonna hop back on him this week. I like him. So I'll go Hoffman and GPPs. I'll go Kang and Cash. I like Kang and Cash. Um, and then my fades you have not mentioned. And I'm, I told you I was going with a collegiate theme this week. I'm going with some Oklahoma State boys. I'm going with fading Charles Howell III, another Augusta boy who I love, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope Charles Howell wins this golf tournament. But he checks zero boxes. He's not been playing great. Um, $7,800, I'm not playing him. And, and I'm, I'm also not playing another fellow Oklahoma State guy in Matthew Wolf. I'm not paying $7,500 for Wolf. Uh, so Hovland, CH3, and Matt Wolf are three of my fades this week, along with Brant Snedeker. I'm out. DB out. Okay. I'm okay with it. Did, did you mention your fades? I mentioned Ben On as one of them, and the other one is Cam, oh, yeah. Cam Smith. It's uh, He's at 7,400. It's really more just because I always get drawn to Cam Smith, and I'm tired of him. He's He's pissed me off. Once, just one too many times. He's drawn the ire of Pat. Gotcha. And I will not be playing. Um, by the way, I'm currently operating the podcast with my power out. Um, the power is out at my house, so I am, I'm about to burst into flames, number one. The YouTube stream has stopped. The, uh, I have no access to the internet anymore. Um, and I'm flying, I'm flying dark here. I'm flying blind, boys. I'm flying blind. So, the computer's charged and ready to go, so we're good there. But, yeah, the power's out. We're having a little storm here in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. So, T's and P's. T's and P's. Uh, anybody in the 6K range that you fancy? Yeah, I got a couple guys here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stay with the theme a little bit here. I'm taking guys that, that may not be, um, you know, in the, in the greatest of form, but of um, – but I think can have a good a good week on this course, and I'm gonna start up at the top here at 6,900. I like some Trey Mullinax. Uh, I think this could be a good course for him. Um, he's 19th off from in strokes gained off the tee. He's in 18th in strokes gained approach. He's also top 10 in the field in opportunities gained and par five scoring. So I like Trey Mullinax at 6,900. Um, and like I said, he is he is not in the greatest of form, coming off two missed cuts. But I'm okay with that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run run out some uh, some Trey Mullinax into my lineups, and then I'm gonna go with Harris English at 6,800. He is a guy that's been in pretty good recent form. He's made 17 of 22 cuts this year, um, so he's been very solid when it comes to making cuts and just grinding it out. Um, you know, his last three events, he he hasn't finished great. He, he was T71 last week, top 60 at the U.S. Open. Uh, obviously in a very strong field. And then he, he was uh, T20, though, at the RBC Canadian Open. So I think Harris English – golly. English. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Do you speak Harris English? English. Um, <laughs> should be a uh, – is, is a good is a good play this week. He's not really checking a ton of stats except for maybe scrambling, but, um, but I do like him as well. Um, I don't know. That may be it. Okay. There. That's interesting. Two guys uh, I did not have written down. I mean, I've played the dude all year in the 6Ks, and he's done really well, and it's Hank Lebiota, your doppelganger, your your guy that looks 
just like a skinnier version of you. Um, Hank Lebiota is our boy. Just had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago. He's playing all right. He's making cuts. He's uh, he, he he scores. He makes he scores DraftKings points. I would tell you all about it if I had some internet right now, but I'm currently operating off a of flashlight, so there's that. Um, yeah, so I, I like a little Hank Lebiota. And, you know, I don't know why, but I for some reason I wrote down Kramer Hickok. Is that a, is that a what, did I do that on accident? I don't know. He's a very accurate player. Um, Kramer Kramer Hickok is. Yeah. I, I can't imagine ever playing guys named Kramer, but I am. Oh, no, um, why would you not play guys named Kramer? I mean, come on. Seinfeld's well, it's just kind of a goofy name. That's just, just goofy. But I'll play Kramer Hickok. And then uh, Aiken boy, Scott Brown. You know, I do like Scott. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Brown, our first ever PGA Tour player interview on the Tour Junkies podcast with Scott Brown almost four years ago. So Scotty B has been playing all right. You know, he can't put four rounds together. I wish he'd just put four rounds together. But he loves courses where, you know, it's not a definitive bombers track, which this is not. It may give an edge to the bombers, but I don't think it's going to be a great edge, as I've already mentioned. So he's checking a lot of boxes. T to green, he's pretty good. Um, so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dip in the in the six K, which honestly I'm probably not. I'm I'm not gonna do a lot in the six K. I'll go uh, I'll go Lebiota, Hickok, and Brown. I will say I had a couple other names that I wanted to throw out that are on my bookie in terms of outright bets. Um, Corey Connors at 100 to one. He's just a really good iron player. He's kind of inconsistent, but he's a proven. He's now won on the PJ Tour, and he's a really good iron player. And I just think that's going to be a super important thing to have going your way. Um, so at 100 to one, I like it. Siwoo Kim. Because he's a proven tour winner, you never know if Siwoo Kim is going to show up or not. But at 110 to one, triple digits in the odds, I, I like a little. I like a little Siwoo Kim. Um, and then you mentioned Trey Mullinax. He's actually at 160 to one on mybookie.ag. 160 to one, and and Mullinax plays well on short courses and long courses. He's plenty long if he needs to needs to bomb and gouge. He can. Uh, it's all about short game for Mullinax. I think that's an interesting number at 160 to one. That's a big, big, big number. Um, so I like those guys. MyBookie.ag. If you join using promo code Tour Junkies, they will take really good care of you and give you a nice deposit bonus. Pat, uh, anything else to add? Uh, that's it. By the way, going back to Hickok, I think that maybe what you were looking at was he is uh, 13th in the field in fairways gained. He's 35th strokes gained off the tee. And really kind of solid across the board when you look at scrambling opportunities gained and par 5 scoring. So, uh, just, okay. just nice. And it's 6,500. Get him, get him really cheap. Yeah, I like it. Um, one and done. I'm going to go Ryan Moore one and done because it doesn't matter. Uh, but, yeah, if you – if you, if you can afford, you know, if you need to kind of pivot a little bit off the more popular one and done plays, I think Ryan Moore is an interesting move, and that's that's where I'm going right now. I'm going Ryan Moore. Oh, I was kind of uh, torn between two guys, and that's Neiman and Kiz. Um, Neiman, huh? And you I haven't like used Kiz yet. That's what I'm, I feel like I may have. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go Neiman. I need wow. to make up some Joaquin. ground. By the yeah, way, you—I don't know if you know that you 
you picked up major ground on me. Uh, I think it was the U.S. Open because you went with Brooks yeah. and you picked up what a million or so there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, huh? I mean, it's still absolutely crap compared to the big picture, but yeah. Um, nice. All right. Uh, I, I got to say this. I have added two bets for the Open Championship. I added them today. Uh, I added Russell Knox at 140-1. to 1. Um, I think that's an interesting play. The Scotsman at 140-1, to 1, playing at Royal Port Russian Ireland, I know. But, you know, Open Championship golf. Russell's had a good year. He's, he's, he's had a good year. I added him. And then I added a guy who the last time I actually put money on him I won the bet outright at 150 to one, and that was at the Masters almost four years ago. Danny Willett at 80 to one, the European at 80 to one, who is playing well right now. Whereas Pat likes to say Danny Willett. Um, I was looking at my bookie odds for the Open Championship and saw both of those numbers today, and they kind of caught my eye. So, some 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 additions to the Open Championship betting card. Would be Russell Knox at one forty to one and Danny Willett at eighty to one. Have you made any Open Championship bets yet, Pat? I have not, but you're actually okay. kind of. Uh, Am I enticing you? Yeah, you're enticing me to do that. Um, yeah. Thinking about that. <clears throat> nice. All right. Well, uh, let's get to the chunk and run here, Pat, and wrap this this bad boy up because I am again in the dark and I'm sweating my nuts off at the uh, in the in the bonus room of my house. Um, we had a good question come in from Matthew Geiger, if that's even your real name, Matthew. Oh, I'm, for the I know several run. Geigers, actually. Yeah, you do know a couple Geigers. Um, if you guys want to submit Chunk and Run questions, we would love to have them. We'd love to feature them on the podcast. Uh, you can email us those questions, info at tourjunkies.com, or you can go to the tourjunkies.com website and fill out the contact form. Send us a Chunk and Run question, but Matthew had a great question. Uh, it's, and it's kind of along the lines of beginners in DFS and GPPs versus cash, all that kind of stuff. So he said, I was curious if you had any advice for guys like me whose bankroll is about $100 on a given week. I know most experts say you play 80% cash and 20% GPPs or tournaments, but that's kind of hard with such a small bankroll. And truth be told, GPPs are way more fun. That's from Matthew Geiger, and I think that's a fantastic question, Matthew. Um, Pat, would you like to give your thoughts on Matthew's question to, to, to begin? Um, well, so what I'll say is, um, for one, if you want advice on bankrolls, don't listen to me. Because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a gambler by nature. And, and so I, that's why I like to play the GPPs. Um, I don't play a ton. As a matter of fact, I really don't play cash games at all, hardly. I mean, I play, I play them some, but it's just not something I like to do. I kind of like to go after the big dollar. Um, so, yeah, if, you want, if, you're, if you're all about bankroll management, I, I think cash games are the way to go. Um, and then you build that bankroll enough where, the, where you can... Um, put a certain percentage towards GPPs and just see if you can you can hit the big one. Um, but for me, this this game it, it has always been a gamble for me for as far as DraftKings is concerned. And so that's what I do. I mean, I like playing the GPPs. I like going after the big numbers. But now I will say, if you are starting in the GPPs, for me, 
I like looking at the three entry max and the single entry tournaments. I'm not I'm not playing those you know putting five lineups into a 150 max um, tournament. That that's not what I like to do. I think if you want to you know have a better shot at, at at hitting some of those bigger dollars. Now it's not going to be a hundred thousand. It's not going to be fifty thousand. But I do like those three entry max and those single entry tournaments. That's kind of where I would start from if you're playing the GPPs. Um, that's that is that's the starting point. And then if you if you get some you, you hit some of those and then you can put some you know some more entries into the you know these huge GPPs and then I'm okay with that. But but I think you start with those those max entry ones. Um, so that that's kind of what I would say as far as when you're wanting to start playing GPPs and get into these tournaments. Um, that's what I would be doing, and that's that's still what I do today. Yeah, I would I would say you know Pat, when you and I first started, which was in 2015, when DraftKings kind of first started offering this, you know we we probably played too much cash. Um, it, it really depends on your risk level. What are you trying to do? Are are you if if you are patient enough and risk averse enough? If, let's say you have a hundred dollars a week to spend, which honestly, Matthew, that's not that's not. A small amount. I mean, a hundred dollars a week is more than what we started out doing. So, uh, if, if you're spending a hundred dollars or less or whatever, and, and you're starting out, if you are risk averse and um, you are patient, then you can play some double ups, play some fifty fifties, which are cash games uh, in terms of DFS. Play those, and you know, um, play twenty bucks a week and and play cash games, and just try to double up your money every week you're not going to win every week but more times than not if you're doing your research if you're listening to shows if you're reading stuff you're going to come out on top um, if that is not you then play tournaments play gpps and and for us i think we realized after a little bit of time playing cash that we should have never played cash i, I actually don't subscribe to the thought that matthew mentioned in his question that most experts say you should start 80% cash, 20% GPP. I kind of think that's that's not accurate. If you are playing this and you have X number of dollars to burn, I don't care if it's $50, $100, $20, $500 a week, and you are perfectly fine losing that money every single week, if you are perfectly fine losing that, then play tournaments, play GPPs. They are more fun. Right, that 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 that. It's just it's a to me. I think we should have started playing tournaments earlier than we actually did. I don't think we should have played cash the way we did because we we were okay, you know, saying hey, I'm gonna spend twenty bucks twenty bucks a week, and if I lose it, I lose it. You know, if I if I win big, great. If I don't, maybe I, you know, I spend twenty and I win thirty. Hey, you know, that's a small win, but it's better than losing everything. And that's bound to happen if you play tournaments every week. So I think, you know, if you are starting out and you want to spend 10 bucks a week and you want to chase the number, chase the big win, chase, you know, do more lineups, have some fun with it, then do it. Don't feel like you have to start with cash games. Um, play tournaments. But I, I totally agree with Pat in, in playing single entry, five max entry, when you get away from, you know, on DraftKings and FanDuel, these 150 max entry contests, 
you are you're doing a good thing for yourself. You, you know, you're taking away the edge that a guy with a really big bankroll, you know, has when he can max out 150 entries. So play those single entry. There's a $1, I think. There's a $3, $5, $6, $12. Like play those single entry tournaments and grind it out and just be okay with the fact that you are likely to lose more than you are going to win. And that happens whether, I mean, we know a bunch of people that are considered experts in this, a bunch of people that are that are considered touts in this, and they lose more weeks than they win. So just go ahead and accept that. You are going to lose more weeks than you win. But I think it's important to kind of take the assessment, you know, the, the risk assessment, and and if you're having a good time and you, you like playing tournaments, then play tournaments. Don't start out with cash. I think we kind of wasted our time with that. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think, as a matter of fact, when I remember when we first kind of started, too, some of the the best lineups I had were because I was so upset on playing cash, and I, I, I only had them in a cash lineup. By the way, that's another thing. Ugh. If you're playing if you're playing cash, make sure you get those lineups into some tournaments. Throw them in there. Just, just do it. If you're only going to play... You know, a few cash lineups, then then put it in a tournament. Don't yeah. not do that. Agreed. We learned that very early on. So we did. Um, all right, good stuff. Good little theory question there. Hope it helped out a couple of uh, you know a handful of guys maybe who just maybe starting out in the DFS circles. Uh, Pat, the run question of the night. Something not related to golf. If the Tour Junkies movie is being made, Pat, so let's say, I don't know, 50 years from now, you know, we've risen to the top of golf journalism and betting and handicapping. Um, we've made a name for ourselves. We've died. Our kids are now running the show. Um, but but ESPN wants to do a documentary on the Tour Junkies or maybe a you know some kind of movie on the Tour Junkies. Pick the actor that would play you and play the opposite the opposite host, and possibly the title of the movie. Um, Pat, would you like to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, uh, I'll start with I'll start with you. Um, this actually came to me pretty quickly, I have to say. And this is an actor that I love. I, I think this guy is very funny, um, but he's also kind of not in the forefront of he's not like he's not like the he's not like the guy that you think of you know what I mean but he's but when you see him you're like oh yes that guy is funny um he's zany which I kind of thought was you um he is kind of lazy I think which is maybe you as well we all know how much I do for the podcast and you do um, and he's very likely because he's kind of funny and zany and rich, you know, to outkick his coverage. So I went with Rob Schneider for you. Rob, hang on a second. Let me Google this. <laughs> you seriously can't picture Rob Schneider? He's in all the Adam Sandler movies. Rob all the Adam Sandler movies. Very funny guy. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I know you're talking about. He's the one that's he's uh, we suck again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We suck again. Yes, he's that guy. 
similar body types. You know, I, I just feel like it's. I feel like it's very. I feel like there's a lot of similarities. Wow, he's kind of a short dude, isn't he? I mean, he's a little short. Yeah, he's he's probably shorter than you. Yes, but I mean, he's he's not like Will Ferrell tall. You know, I th- I feel like he could play you all right. Give him a little Georgia boy swoop haircut, some some pleated Dockers, send him on his way. He'd be all right. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, I think I think you're gonna be I think you're gonna be shocked at who I picked for me. I, I went with a guy who is you know above average looking, um, above average intelligence, but he's not gonna like blow you away. He plays in a lot of like roles where he is serious, but he's all any he, any he, he he's a hustler, you know, kind of. He's a hustler. He does opposite of your Rob Schneider lazy character. He's a hustler. He gets stuff done, um, but he's also kind of funny in the process. But he's not funny like Will Ferrell funny or Rob Schneider funny. He's just kind of he's he's just funny in the process. He's kind of witty funny, um, high energy guy. And just kind of a dad bod. Um, I went with Jason Bateman for myself. Oh my God! Is there? Are you no, there is no way you did you write down Jason Bateman for me? No, I wrote him down for me. <laughs> I cannot no believe. Way. I cannot believe that is who you have. <laughs> And now look, I'm not. I wasn't even going from like looks and whatever else. I was going just because I think he's an underrated, like really good actor. That just I don't know. I just would want him. I, like if I'm gonna hand pick somebody to play me, it would be him. I love Jason Bateman. I just think he's underrated. And he's a great actor, and I love all the stuff he's in. I cannot oh believe that's huge. Now this is throwing me off. This is this has changed my world. Because when I was looking for you, I, I, look, I literally Googled most arrogant actors. And I found, like, like okay, who are... And, it, and there was, like, an article that was, like, the, the top ten most arrogant actors. <laughs> arrogant actors for their own good. That's so messed up. <laughs> so, love you, buddy. Um, Jeez. But, no, I, I'm just kidding. I was, I was just... I wasn't kidding. I'm I not, cannot I'm believe real. you picked J- Jason Bateman for you. What do you think you have in common with Jason Bateman? I don't know. I think I'm a little bit underrated. People, people, people don't listen. You to are. Me. I think. I think Rob Schneider's a little underrated. He is. I he think is. there's a lot of underrated guys, but I and I do think Jason Bateman is one of them. And 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 for the record, I think you are too, buddy. I think you are underrated. But there are a lot of underrated guys you could have chosen. That's true. I don't know why. Jason Bateman just really popped in my head because I like him as an actor. I can't actor. believe we have the same guy. I but just, for me, and then you have him for you. I just, I just, <laughs> I just like him as an actor. I think he's he's just really good. And and now now my whole this is now I've lost who I like who I really wanted to put for you. Um, because I kind of was going through a lot it. of th- well, I had a couple written down and. and You've just thrown me for a loop here, but I think I would go with um, what I what I really was was focused on for you was Chris Pratt. Ooh, yeah. I, I feel like, like he's I feel like he's just similar to you. He's he's yeah. he's a good he's in some good movies. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, and just I don't know. He just yeah. he's just a solid. You know, I feel like he comes to work. He he's he's. Uh, 
he's, a, he's got a good work ethic, I bet. You know, and, uh, you know. Yeah. Chris Pratt was who, who was who was who I zeroed in on him. I like that. I'll take Chris Pratt. Uh, good dude. Handsome fellow. Handsome fellow. I didn't, I didn't really, you know? I didn't really pick it for any kind of handsomeness. Uh, but I mean, there maybe there was maybe maybe that there was no no handsomeness. No, no. Oh yeah, you did. You had a little bit of thought about about the guy being handsome. No, I didn't. I didn't really. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's awesome, Jason Bateman. Amazing. I can't believe it. Out of all the actors. Um, that's pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. There it is. That's your Tour Junkies podcast for the Rocket Mortgage Classic 2019. Thanks for listening. May your screens be green. See ya!